ML Nation, episode 462. So what if you take 10 years to build financial freedom in your life where you can do what you want to do, when you want to do it, with who you want to do it with, I think it would be worth it. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. Hey, ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. Hey, if you feel overwhelmed or lack consistency, we have free resources on our website, mlnation.com, on how to defeat overwhelm, take action, and create consistency. Just head over to mlnation.com. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fried up to bring our special guest today, also a good friend of mine, someone who mentored me and helped me get to where I am today. We have the one and only Ray Higdon. Hey, Ray, are you ready to make it happen? Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. Hey, if you don't know who Ray Higdon is, where have you been? Be hiding under a rock. But Ray is one of the top trainers, if not one of the best trainers. He's also a close friend of mine, been a mentor of mine. I've learned a lot from him. He's definitely inspired me. And uh, if you don't know his background, to keep it short, uh, he went from foreclosure to being the number one earner in his company in a very, very you know, in only a couple of months. And he's been featured on MLM Nation multiple times, including, um, believe it or not, three, a little bit over three years ago when we launched our show, the first three episodes, we, Ray was one of the top three people we started with So on episode three. So anyway, Ray, I've given MLM Nation a brief intro, but for those, maybe the one out of a million people who doesn't know about you, can you share a little bit about your story? How, what do you, how did you get started with this business network marketing? Yeah, for sure. Uh, th- and again, thanks for having me on. I mean, you're amazing. I've watched your progress over the years. It's just awesome and, and uh, interviewed so many amazing people. So I'm honored to be to be one of those. Uh, you know, I was someone that I'd, I'd worked my I worked hard all my life. Uh, I worked my way up in the corporate world and got to a pretty decent salary. Uh, but I looked at my boss, I looked at his boss and her boss, and uh, they were making more money than me, but they were more miserable. And so I didn't want that. And that's definitely what was in my future if I continued on that on that path. And so uh, some buddies of mine were doing real estate. I decided to you know try to follow their lead and I did really good for a very short amount of time and then I lost everything I'd ever made in my entire life. Um, so I had attempted network marketing throughout the years kind of you know uh, not not as serious as I should have been or as coachable as I should have been. Um, but in July 2009, from personal foreclosure, I joined a network marketing company and uh, did, you know, my wife and I both became uh, the number one incomers in that company. Uh, since then, uh, we focused on, uh, you know, over the last few years, we focused on coaching and training the industry. We did sell our position, so we don't actively build any company, uh, but we do work with a lot of companies and speak at different events and and uh, you know, we also write a, write a book or two. <laughs> yes, and we will talk about those uh, books, especially the latest book you've written. So yeah. uh, you said you dabbled in network marketing back in 2009. Why did you decide to go? Give it a go. You haven't made much money. Why did you decide to rate? Let's do this. I didn't have many options. I mean, I was dead broke, being chased by bill collectors. Jessica, who was my girlfriend back then, because I'd gone through a divorce. I'd gone through an engagement, disengagement. Uh, so she was, she was my girlfriend. She was working at the makeup counter paying my utility bills. And so my credit was shot. I had very little money. I had a couple credit cards that had uh, that still allowed me to charge things on them, even though I wasn't paying them. Um, but uh, you know, I just I just had so few options. 
You know, I didn't want to go back to a job uh, that was kind of like that would be an admitting defeat for me at that point because I'd been uh, out of a job for you know four years at that point, and and so I, I really had few options. And I saw it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be coachable. I'm going to show up, and I'm going to make this darn thing happen. And I figured it would take a couple years, um, but uh, you know, it, it happened faster than than I thought it would. Why did you think it happened so fast for you? I mean, part of it was, uh, you know, my attitude, me being coachable and numbers. Uh, you know, I've read a book called Go For No and uh, who I've now uh, co-authored a book with. Um, but, um, you know, I read a book called Go For No and I'm just like, you know what? This makes sense. I'm going to get over my ego. I'm going to get over myself. I'm going to get over my fears and I'm just going to go for 20 no's a day. And so I combined getting 20 no's every single day, whether it was online, offline, cold market, warm market, didn't matter, uh, 20 no's a day. And I'm going to do one to two videos every single day. And so, you know, me and uh, a good friend of mine, Mark Coberson, we talk about, you know, you want to have a set of habits that make success inevitable. And if you think about it, if you had someone in your organization that was getting 20 no's a day and doing one to two videos a day, wouldn't they eventually succeed? And so that's that's kind of the deal is I threw I threw all I had at it and I just went after it, you know, with a passion and with a hunger and uh, and was very coachable. So I happened to be very fortunate and ran into a few different mentors that, you know, helped me kind of with the you know different details and duplication and, and that sort of stuff. And uh, that's that's kind of a combination of why it happened. So you talk about uh, getting 20 no's a day. Uh, some people can't even take one no. Right. How do you, for someone who has tough time dealing with rejections, like 20 no's, that sounds like intimidating. I don't even want to do the business. What, what type of advice can you give someone to overcome that rejection? Get 20 no's a day. <laughs> because what happens is, um, you know, the person that's really destroyed by rejection just isn't in the field enough. They just aren't doing the lifting. And, and so, you know, if, if you're really, really uh, demolished by rejection or a no, then you simply need to get more of them so that you build up your immune system and you become vaccinated to the idea that rejection is physically harming. And so uh, and you can do that in other ways. You know, you can, uh, you know, go to. Uh, you know, go to different department stores and try to negotiate on stuff. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't even make sense. Say, hey, I'll give you, I know this is 10 bucks. I'll give you two bucks. No. Right. We're not going to do it. like even practicing that is helpful. And so you just becoming immune to, to nose. And uh, it's just, you know, it just got to the point. The only thing you have to remember if you get really good at that is you do have to remember to celebrate the yeses. <laughs> and, and that sounds funny, but, you know, you can get to a point where a no literally if you had a brain scan and a heart scan on me, you wouldn't be able to tell I just received or no, uh, because I'm just not addicted to the outcome. I'm just going to keep seeing who's open, who's open to what it is that I have to offer, and I'll move forward from there. You know, Ray, you talked about, uh, I like that, uh, go to the department store, get to negotiate, you know, because, uh, you, you know, <laughs> similar to that, one of the, my mentors told me that just ask for 10% off. Yeah, ask sure. for ten percent off. Yeah. People say no. A lot of people say no. You just get used to that. And you, you also, I think, in your social media training, uh, mentioned that a lot of distributors they think the prospect was the prize. Right. Right. And that causes. Talk, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think you trained really well on that. Yeah, it's funny. I actually trained uh, today in our group on on that exact topic. Uh, were you? Did you hear? Did you no, it? I didn't. I just heard it like maybe today, long before I, you I did. That yeah. Um, so. Most people in net, most network marketers, because they, they 
you know, they don't get it, right? Um, they, they treat the prospect like the prize. So they chase them, they beg them, they bug them, they're eager, they're desperate, they're you know, pretty pleased, will you join my business, and, and please, will you come to uh, an event? And so I want you to understand something, and I want you to understand that there are uh, more of them than there are of us. And what I mean by them is that uh, people outside of network marketing, I assure you, have problems, but very few of them have solutions. So they have problems of money problems, time problems, uh, maybe hanging around with the right kind of people problems, maybe they're in a job they don't like problems, right? There's lots of problems that are out there in the world, but let's face it, who, who has those solutions? So I wanted to spend more time with my family, but to support my family, I had to work at the job. So I had a desire, I had a problem, I want to spend more time with the family. I didn't have a solution. What am I going to do? I didn't have hedge fund. I didn't have a bunch of money. I didn't. I, I couldn't just leave. And uh, unlike network marketing, uh, you know, if you leave a job, they don't continue to pay you any amount, like zero. They seem to catch that discrepancy right away. And so, uh, in network marketing, you at least have access to solutions. So, who should be the prize? Let's see. There's lesser. There's fewer network marketers than non. And you have solutions, they mainly don't. So who should be the prize? You should. You're the prize. And so you got to start acting like that. And so if someone says to you, uh, you know, oh, this is one of those things, instead of trying to turn them around or come up with some kind of magical phrase that, that convinces them otherwise, say, hey, not a fit for you. Hey, let me know if you know anyone that does want to make some extra money. i got to run. i got to go prospect someone else. Mm -hmm. You're the prize. See, let them see you, your willingness to walk away from that prospect because they need, they may not know it, but they need you more than you need them because there's a lot of them out there. And all you got to do is just keep saying less to more people and seeing who's open to your product, service, or opportunity and know that you're the prize. I know you're an expert in social media and you just wrote a book about it. Uh, can you give an example of when people are prospecting online where they are making the prospect the price. Now, what type of language or how? What type of weak posture that happen, you see it happens all the time? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's 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 all the time. So, anything where you're begging, bugging, chasing, eager, desperate, um, you know, any time where you're tied up in knots, you know, like for example, some people, you know, uh, you know, every Sunday they got a family dinner, and every Sunday they're trying to convince that broke, uh, cynical, skeptical brother-in-law. And they're like, Joe, man, I really wish you would see this. And they're basically, it's the equivalent of hanging on their leg and say, pretty please support me. And, and so it's just uh, not powerful. It's not powerful. It grants them all of your power. And that's just not what you do. And so it, when, when someone attempts to take my power or my posture, and we define posture as the belief in what you have, regardless of external acceptance or approval. Okay. So anyone tries to take my posture or power, I'm not dancing for them. And so if they say, hey, is this, you know, this one of those things? I'll say, yeah, it may not be a fit for you. Uh, it's not for everybody. But hey, if you know someone wants to make some extra money, let me know. I got to run to another call, but I wish you the best. I'm not sitting here saying pretty please when you watch my video. They're not the prize. I'm the prize. And do I, how many people, like if you look at your network marketing team like a family, which is how I always viewed it, and I, I hope that you can see that, you know, in, in your you know, vision as well. Um, but if you see someone, how many times are you going to take someone nasty, negative, cynical, skeptical home to meet mom. Why would you? Do you want that around the dinner table? I hope not. 
Like I want someone positive and powerful and fun. And you know what? They may not have my same level of desires because mine are a little uh, crazy, right? Uh, they may not have the same. That's okay. That's not what I qualify for. Now, some leaders make this mistake. And a, and a, a mistake that a leader will make is say, well, I only want people that are serious. Well, if you understand that 5% of the population has huge desires in any corporation, in any business, in any network marketing team, then uh, you're kind of missing the point there. Because if you only recruit leaders and you turn off people who don't have large, you know, large desires in the company and, and are fine being customers, then your leaders will leave you because they don't have good retention. And so I, I, I just threw a whole bunch at you, Simon. I think I, I, I may have over-answered your question, but uh, I'll roll it back to you. <laughs> Oh, great, great stuff. Uh, I love that. You know, I think a lot of people think, oh, I don't, I don't want to do these negative downlines. I only want the top, top people. But like most yeah. people are not there, like the 3%. Like you can look at 80% of anything, whether they go to the gym or buy golf clubs or go to right. weight loss programs, they don't stick with it. But it doesn't mean they're failure. They still get a lot of fulfillment. And as a leader, like Ray said, you got to create that fulfillment for people. Otherwise, like, you know, your leaders will leave you because you, you're basically turning off the downlines. So you're not going to get retention. So, Ray, talk about, we talk about social media. Uh, let's talk about this book you came out. What motivated you to write this book, Frequency Social Media? You know, I just came back from Melbourne running a mastermind retreat. I was reading it, just going through that on the plane. Awesome book. Uh, what motivated you and Jess to write that book? Yeah, you know, um, we got it right here. Yay. Um, so, yeah, we got the book right there. Um, so a few things. So here's like, it's really us mainly number, number one is taking a stand for the profession. I think social media is the best thing that ever happened in network marketing, but I also think it's the worst thing because you know, whatever, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever. Uh, if someone was a terrible networker and they joined a network marketing company, well, they could only turn off a few people. Right. They could turn off Alice at the diner. They could turn off, you know, their next door neighbor, Johnny. Right. They could only turn off so many people. People would see him coming and turn the other way. And you know, it wasn't that damaging. Well, nowadays, the worst networker could easily be connected to hundreds, if not thousands of people on social media. And so if they're doing hypey, spammy, uh, non-compliant kind of uh, marketing, then it's hurting them, clearly. It's hurting your team, it's hurting your company, and it's hurting the profession. And so if someone's doing hype spam on how easy it is or you know, just lying about $10,000 in a week, right? Uh, if, if, if people are doing that sort of thing, it hurts all of us. It hurts the profession very badly. And so one of the, I think the number one really uh, point of this is to help people stop doing the things that aren't effective and are hurting the profession. Number two is to give them some actual freakishly effective social media strategies um, that they can use to recruit more people, enroll more customers, and, and finally, you know, rank advance to the level that they want. And so we made it, you know, extremely readable. I've had people tell me that they, you know, read it, you know, and the first day they picked it up, uh, couldn't put it down. And uh, we have, it was pretty awesome. We, 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 we released it uh, maybe two weeks ago, something like that, maybe two weeks. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, was, it hit number one and all kinds of different, you know, things, you know, like it does. Uh, but we have, I'm very proud. We have 288 or 89 reviews and it's five stars. Uh, and that's really, really cool. And uh, so I just, uh, we're excited. So we want to get this, help get this in the hands of a lot of people and, and just help them stop doing the stuff that is hurting them that will never work. And number two, help them with actual strategies that will help. Well, thank you for putting this out because uh, I definitely know what you're talking about in terms of it's the worst thing can happen and the damage. Because uh, recently I was at a barbecue where someone asked me what I did. And I said, I, you know, I do coaching for people in the network marketing profession. And they asked me, uh, is it like 
this the name he said this name of this company. I was like, yeah, why? What do you what do you know about this profession? And he said that uh, it's because of that uh, that company and his friends that he's no longer uses Facebook. I was like, what do you mean? Because like, well, every time I go on my Facebook news feed, there's all my friends in this company. They're just blasting this out, all this just nonstop testimonial hype. He just wants to connect with his friends, see what the kids are up to. But the whole news feed is dominated by actually he has friends in these two companies, and that's all they do. And I actually kind of had to you know, explain to him, like, that's not the right way to do it, and that's where there's trainers like us that teach people the right way. So, um, well, thank you for putting out the book. In you know, yeah. in terms of lifting up the profession, because we definitely need it. And you, you said, yeah, social media helps the profession, but at the same time, done the wrong way, it hurts. Uh, what are some mistakes that people make with social media? Uh, I mean, a few. You know, uh, hype for sure. Uh, why would you say that it's easy? Because all you're doing is setting the wrong expectations. So we suggest don't say it's easy. Um, you know, just don't do it. Uh, number two, creating more resistance than curiosity and allowing people to become their own independent researchers. So anytime that you, uh, you know, talk about and name your company, your product, and you encourage people to join or buy or whatever, I assure you, you're creating more resistance and curiosity. So people, like if you've ever, you know, uh, the example that we use is you're walking through the mall and uh, out of nowhere, someone, you know, dabs you on the hand with some dead sea salt, you know, uh, scrub, and you're like, whoa, right? And they're trying to sell you this scrub, right? That's like you on social media saying, join my team, buy my product. You don't know if they're ready for that. They're not ready for that kind of messaging. And so you got to embrace the concept of having a two-step sales process, not a one-step. And the first step is to raise curiosity and to raise it in a manner where they can't do their own independent research. So as soon as you name your, your company name, your product name, guess what? There are people that are turned off. They're like, ah, oh, there they go, just like the guy you just talked about, right? Oh, there they go, talking about the company again. There's that group. And then what about the group that might actually be interested? Well, I don't know about you, but uh, before I buy something I've never heard of before, I Google it. I look at Amazon reviews. I look at Google reviews. I look at what are people saying. And what do people say about every, not just successful network marketing company, every successful company? Google Walmart, Google Microsoft, Google Facebook, you know, Facebook nowadays, right? But uh, you'll find lots of negativity. If you aren't aware of Facebook, like let's say that you're kind of new to this planet, you've never heard of Facebook, and you're like, you know what, before I join, I'm gonna just Google it, you ain't joining. Now it doesn't matter how much joy I get from Facebook or how many people I'm able to connect with or high school people and you know people back home, et cetera. That doesn't matter because you're gonna see all the negativity and say, ooh, I better stay away from that. Right, which isn't an accurate representation, but Google knows what gets clicked, so it puts negativity up at the top. And so, when you say, "Here's my company name," "Here's my product name," you're you're weaponizing anyone that was ever interested at all to do their own independent research and draw their own conclusions without you ever knowing and without you ever having a conversation with them. So instead, you raise curiosity. And you do that by talking about the benefits of the product, service, or opportunity. You do it about talking around the education of what it is that, that your product is doing. And that doesn't fit all products necessarily, but if it fits a lot of them. It means maybe you're doing a makeup tutorial and you're, you're doing your smacking the stuff all over your face uh, without revealing what product it is so that they have to reach out to you to find out what company it is. And you may or may not close them, but at least you know who's interested. That's what's powerful in social media if done correctly. And so don't allow them to do their own independent research without you. If they know the name of the company, the name of the product, why do they need to reach out to you? They can Google till they're blue in the face. 
Yeah, great. By the way, I love, you know, great trainers who use great analogies. And I love that Facebook analogy because that is true. Like, if someone didn't know about Facebook and Google Facebook right now, there's no chance that they're actually going to get a start a Facebook account, no especially sense. what's happening. But if you actually showed me all the cool stuff you're doing on Facebook, I spend five right. minutes, all the stuff you're messaging, you see what your friends are doing, I would join instantly, right? And, and here's how you do that because some people, they're like, well, how do I do that? Because they haven't, they haven't studied marketing at all. And, and, that's, and by the way, that's okay. You know, network marketing is the lowest risk, lowest overhead way for the average ordinary person to start a business. So most haven't read a book on sales, persuasion, webinars, marketing, etc. So it's okay. Most network marketers have never studied marketing, and and that's okay, right? They they just not in the, not in the deal. Um, and so uh, here's how I picture Facebook. I would just say, hey man, I just joined this this uh, website and it allows me to connect with people throughout my entire life. It allows me to see pictures of you know, all my different family all over the world and it allows me to upload pictures of my own. It allows me to share and connect all kinds of cool stuff and there's even ways that you can make these little groups so you can communicate with specific people. It's really, really awesome and it's totally free. See, I can sell people on that. I can get people, yeah man, that sounds awesome. And oh, by the way, it's Facebook. Oh, okay. They haven't done the research so they don't know to think negatively. And so we get them on board and they can you know, research later if, the, if that's what they want, but they're already on board. And so that's, that's the psychology of it, is, is for you to be able to control the conversation, not let stepbrother Google control it for you, because stepbrother Google usually isn't very nice. Yes, often not very nice. Uh, how do you do a testimonial without mentioning a company name? So, uh, so hit me with a product. Like, give me a category. So um, skincare. Okay. I'm so proud of my friend Debbie, who uh, just started going through our skincare program, went to her 20 year high school reunion, and had three people tell her she looked younger than she did 10 years ago. Way to go, Debbie. There you go. <laughs> Give me one for weight loss, since we have people in health. Weight loss. Hey, I'm, you know what? I'm really proud of my, my buddy Joe. Uh, Joe has been struggling with all kinds of different diets. He's tried the Atkins diet, he's tried this diet, he's tried that diet. Uh, all have just uh, not worked for his body type, but he just got on our program, and within 14 days, he is feeling better, more energetic, and looking better than he has in years. So proud of you, Joe. That's awesome. And you don't even need to have a call to action because people are natural. Message, don't what, what's he doing? You shouldn't. You shouldn't on this because it's so – like this is – like here, if there's a, a, a meter for curiosity and resistance, curiosity through the roof, anyone – on planet Earth that reads that statement and that, that, that status update that wants to lose weight is going to reach out to you because they have no other options. They can't Google it. They can't click a link. They can't do their own. They have to. It's irresistible. And so that's what's so powerful about really, truly tapping into marketing and how to attract people to you. Hey, um, a couple other questions. Um, some personal questions. Let's talk. Let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, what's your proudest moment since you got started network marketing since '09? What's your proud? What's your proudest moment? You're gonna get me emotional here, bud. Um, so, my my, I, I don't know why this is my chemical makeup, but my whole life I've been, um, I've I've always been very serious about my work, right? And so, like, I wanted to work my way up the corporate ladder. I wanted to work my way up this. I've always been working, you know, uh, toward a goal. And so I've struggled in other areas of my life. I've struggled, uh, you know, in the past with, uh, you know, being present uh, with, uh, 
lots of things, man, relationships, uh, with lots of things. I've never struggled where it comes to how I think about business until I lost it all. That was, that was the, the one time where I, I went astray. Um, and so uh, back in 2000, uh, what year are we in? 2016. So uh, in 2016, uh, my bud Eric Worre reaches out to me. And he says, hey, man, I'd love to have you uh, speak at our, our big GoPro event. There'll be, uh, whatever, 20,000 people there, right? And uh, he said, by the way, Tony Robbins will be there. And I forget who else. But, you know, Bob Proctor, Kiyosaki, blah, 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 all these heroes of mine, right? And, uh, and I'm like, oh, man, absolutely. Now, I had spoken at his events in the past, but uh, kind of before they were really, really big, right? And so I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. And he says, uh, and I, I don't don't quote me on the date because I don't I don't know the actual day, but I think it was somewhere around like maybe October fifteenth. And he says, you know, it's October fifteenth. Uh, love to see you there. And I'm like, absolutely, I'm, I'm game on. And I hung up the phone. I'm like, babe, you know, I'm so excited. You're gonna be speaking. Tony Brock, Bob Brock, Kiyosaki, right? Fired up. And uh, and I said, and it's great too because our daughter isn't due until October first, so it's gonna be perfect. <laughs> like everything goes rightly as planned, right? And so, uh, so you know, it's getting closer. October first, October second, October third, October fourth, October fifth. I'm like, oh man, because I really want to go to this thing, man. This is this would be the biggest, you know, like kind of speech thing, at least back then that I that I'd ever done. So I'm not nervous. I'm like, man, I really want to go to this thing. You know, the baby. And and so my wife, being the uh, just just angel from heaven that she is, just amazing, amazing individual. Um, backtrack a second. Throughout her pregnancy, right? Throughout her pregnancy, she was the most strictest person I've ever seen, okay? So her loves in life are, um, you know, prior, prior to Sabrina, right? Her loves in life were, you know, really loves horses, right? Really loves coffee. Uh, you know, her parents, are, I'm up there somewhere, you know what I'm saying? But coffee, pretty high up there. She gave up coffee the whole time, gave up coffee, gave up sushi, gave up every single thing that could possibly impact the pregnancy. And she was very, uh, uh, she wanted to have, you know, a natural birth. And so she looks at me on, I think October 8th, still not here, right? So now it's like next week. So October 8th, baby's still not here. And, uh, and she looks at me and she goes, you know what? I'll get induced because it's important for you to go. I know you want to go, um, you know, I'll be fine. I'll get induced. Now, throughout the pregnancy, she strongly did not want to get induced. And, and so my proudest moment is when I said, uh, no, that's not going to happen. And I text Eric and I say, Eric, bro, I am so honored and grateful that, that you invited me. Uh, baby's not here. I know you need a heads up before. You know, I don't want to give you a last minute because I'd be rude and disrespectful. I just want to let you know uh, I'm not going to be able to make it. Send the text. Within an hour, her water broke. <laughs> so my proudest moment is that in a situation where the old me, I'm telling you right now, the old me would have picked, well, babe, you know, for the business, I, mean, I should probably get out there. Let's get that inducement. Right. And I'm, I'm not proud of that. I'm just saying that I, you know, I've been very, very business focused my entire life. I would have chosen differently. But, you know, it came up and said, you know what, uh, if something happened, I don't know how, how, how could I possibly live with myself? And so in that, in that situation, I was tested and, and I chose, I chose family. I chose family over business. Cause that, you know, that would have been a big deal. Um, 
And what I really love about this story is that it shows me that Sabrina, our daughter, is a team player. So I think <laughs> she's me too, but she said, you know what, Dad, you need to get out there. And so I did make it out there. We did have an amazing daughter who's super healthy and amazing and awesome. And, uh, and so that's, my, that's probably my proudest moment. That is awesome. I didn't know that. That's a really cool story. You didn't know that? Oh, man. I didn't know that. <laughs> that is a cool story. Very, very cool. Hey, um, yeah. how have you seen the profession change and where do you see it going? Yeah, so there's been a, um, I would say the, there hasn't been much of a changing of the guard necessarily, but there's been a changing of the um, uh, how the Titans perceive marketing, okay? So years ago, almost every major trainer in network marketing was bashing social media, right? And saying that's not duplicatable, that's not this, and it's not that. And now they all have social media courses, every one of them. There's not one of them that, that you know, maintain that stance because it's really silly. Um, and so, um, so there's been that. Uh, so that's great. There's, um, as far as I think that leaders are becoming more and more open that they don't have to be the sole uh, starlight. Uh, you know, with my team, when, when, I, when we were growing our team, um, I had third party trainers in there. And because I knew that I'm like, I'm like, you know, Papa Ray and Papa Ray can only say things so many times before they tune out. Right. But favorite uncle, you know, uh, Simon comes in and uh, they'll listen to Simon, even if it's the same thing that Papa Ray said. Right. And so I think there's been a loosening of that. I think I think that more uh, teams and leaders are, are becoming open to, to that sort of thing. You know, we um, you know, we have a, a network marketing alliance where we have uh, uh, I think we're close to 100 now, over 100 uh, verified six figure or more earners in network marketing that are in that group. And many of them have me you know, go live in their teams and you know, you know, things like that. So I think there's a loosening of that. I think it was more maybe uptight of, of I, I don't want them in my group and, and I need to do the training. I need to be the sole superstar. And I think there's a lesson of that because I personally, I think it's, it's, it's a lot smarter. It's a lot more effective. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, to your credit, um, you're just like a beast in terms of creating consistency. You know, we're talking about what's the number one quality for success that you, where you need, you need to be consistent and you've been creating consistent content since your first blogs every single day. So when you're consistent, that creates the trust that this guy's not going to come in and steal my downlines. Yeah. Hey, ML Nation, quick reminder, important reminder, all the trainings and online strategies are great, but they're useless if you lack consistency. If you need help in taking consistent action, go to our website, mlmation.com, for free resources that will help you defeat overwhelm, take action, and create consistency so that you can get the results that you deserve. Just go to mlmation.com. Hey, so thank you so much for your time. Some quick questions to pick your brain as you go towards the end of the show. Okay, First one is uh, what is one of your, and I know you shared this way back in episode three, but I'm sure things have changed because you've, you have grown. What is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Uh, favorite success quotes that motivate me. Um, you know, I, I still like, uh, you know, this is an older one, but, uh, you know, there was a, a guy in the national championship uh, for NBA and, uh, he got fouled. He's at the free throw line, and he's he, it's either make or break. He either makes them, or and they win, or he he misses one and they lose. And at the end, they interview him and they say, 
you're in the enemy's territory, you're in the competitor's dome, and they're waving stuff at you, making all kinds of noise. How do you sink both of those free throws to win this championship? And he says, I don't feel pressure, I only see opportunity. And that was Larry Bird, who's also from Indiana. Go, go Colts. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't feel pressure. I only see opportunity and believe me, uh, I have to say that often because <laughs> there are definitely times that I do feel pressure. Good one. Um, what's one habit that's helped you become successful? Uh, I mean, I mean, it's been nine years. It's been nine years that I've created one to two videos every day. <laughs> So I don't, uh, that's just what I do. You know, like we, we have a group and I go live in that group every day. And when people hear that, they're like, oh God, oh man, it fires me up. Like I'd be weird if I didn't do it. You know, who knows what mischief I would cause. So I, I it's in my, uh, you know, my vision is like a ruthless dictator and it dictates, it grabs me out of the gray binder in my spine and forces me to do this stuff. I no longer have a choice. And so that's when you know you have a good vision is this, if it's a ruthless dictator that whether you feel like it or not, whether you're sick or not, whether it's bad outside or not, whether you get the sniffles or not, and whether you got any of that crap or not, if you continue to do it no matter what, then you, you have a solid vision of who you want to become. And so I would say just, just the consistency. I, I, I want to let you guys know, we weren't brilliant at anything when we first started. My blog was ugly. Uh, I didn't understand what the heck I was doing uh, in marketing. I was terrified of public speaking when I first started. Like I, there was nothing that I just eased right into and was awesome at. I struggled at every single thing, but I'm just so hard-headed and just so consistent that we eventually get better over time. I love it. Very, very inspiring. What's the uh, best piece of advice you ever received? Hmm. Best piece. Uh, I mean, the one one that jumps out is. Uh, you know, my best boss I ever had was uh, Maggie Bowles uh, in Naples, Florida. And uh, I was back then in, in those days, I was maybe 21, 20, 21, 22, something like that. And I'm trying to climb my way up the mountain, man, and uh, climb up the corporate ladder. And she says to me that if you want to get something done, you have to be willing to give to let someone else take the credit. And back then, my entire life was about getting the credit because I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel smart enough. I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel like I could even hang out with the people I worked out with or, or that I worked with because I thought they were all smarter than me. I thought they were all uh, more polished than me, um, you know, better uh, speaking than me. I thought all those things. And so I was always after, where can I get some credit? And there's a lot of people that operate that way. And so they only achieve so much in their life. Um, since you're online, you use social media a lot. Do you have a favorite online resource, like a Dropbox or Evernote, or a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I do. We do use Dropbox all the time, but I mean, it's not that it's that you know unique that you know that stands out. Um, an app. I'm trying to think of one I use like often. Um, I mean, I like the Instagram app for you know like doing our you know, real life stories, you know, we look at Instagram stories as kind of the reality show. And so, uh, you know, that's where we share, you know, my daughter jumping on things and, you know, us, you know, uh, about to move into our new house and, you know, behind the scenes of shooting, you know, film and, you know, and videos and stuff like that. And so uh, I use that. I, I use that app pretty consistently. And aside from the, your books that you've come out, what's one book that you could recommend to ML Nation? Yeah, I would say uh, Ryan, Ryan Holiday's uh, The Obstacle is the Way. Uh, fantastic book. Great reading, great history in there as well. Fast read. 
Uh, but the obstacle is the way. Yeah, I love that one. And uh, what's the best way to get your books, especially your newest book, Frequency Social Media? What's the Aside from Amazon, any other place that you can get it? We only have it on Amazon. Um, you know, we make it super easy for people. So uh, if you go uh, higdengroup.com forward slash new book, higdengroup.com forward slash new book, uh, that will take you directly to the Amazon listing. And, uh, you know, if you're not sure, check the check the reviews. Uh, I think we have over 280 verified Amazon purchaser uh, reviews. And that's, you know, it's at five stars. Very, it's not, it's not huge. I didn't want to make this a big homework assignment. I want to make it really easy to, to get through and really helpful as well. And so that, that was our goal. And I, I feel like we, we accomplished it. And here's the last question, Ray, the million dollar question. You ready? Uh-oh. So imagine you had to start all over again. You're doing network marketing and you didn't know anyone. So didn't know Jess, you didn't know Sabrina, you know, knew nobody. You're yeah. kind of like an alien that went to another universe, but you had all your current skills, knowledge, and wisdom. What's yeah. the first thing you do to build an MLM business from scratch? Uh, I assume I'm in a company, right? There's... You're in the company, yeah. What's okay, the first place company. you go? Yeah. I mean, have an opportunity, I have a product. And so it's honestly, and, and as strange as it sounds, it's really not that different from what I did. Um, I would set a no goal, and I would set a marketing goal, and I would go after it. Now, the exceptions might be that you know maybe I attend more uh, you know networking meetings because I don't have any warm market to, to deal with. Um, but uh, I'm I'm going to uh, prospect online. I'm going to use the phone a lot. I'll use offline uh, some. You know, like maybe basically prospect while I'm out. Um, but um, it's really not that different from from what I did. You know, I mean, I, I still call the only difference between what I did when I got serious about network marketing and your situation is I did call my war market, and so I would just not be able to do that, but I would still do, uh, you know, maybe one to two videos a day. I would have Instagram stories telling people, taking people on my journey. Uh, I would, uh, you know, do doing at least one live a day for sure. And I would make sure I hit my no goal. And so I'd be reaching out to, you know, 10, 20 people, whatever that number is, uh, to get as many no's as possible. And, uh, I would take the time to, uh, create some kind of uh, if it wasn't available in the company, let's say it's a brand new company, um, then I would take the time to create some kind of little fast start training so that when I uh, recruited someone, I could point them to that tool that they could point to their people as well and uh, rinse and repeat. Awesome stuff. Hey, thank you so much, Ray. As we wrap up, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? Uh, last last bits of advice is, uh, you know, you have to understand that, uh, you know, this stuff takes time. You know, Amazon was in business for over 20 years before they were profitable. And, you know, uh, no one, you know, no one looks at them, you know, weird now, right? They're, they're, they're crushing it big time. <laughs> they're killing it. And, and so, you know, uh, if you're not successful overnight, big deal. Uh, I want to ask you this question. What if it takes you 10 years to become financially free? What's the alternative? You're going to do it some other way. You got a hedge fund coming up. You got a big inheritance going to hit you. Probably not. So what if this took you 10 years to create financial freedom in network marketing? Do you know how many people that have a job that have, and I'm not against jobs, I'm not a job basher or anything like that, but do you know how many people in a job have a 10-year plan to be financially free? Uh, If you answered like zero or maybe 1% or less than 1%, you'd you'd be roughly accurate, right? Um, So what? So what if you take 10 years to build financial freedom in your life where you can do what you want to do, when you want to do with who you want to do it with, I think it would be worth it. But see, too many people are addicted to the one-month fix. How do I do it in a month, Ray? Uh, you don't. You're not going to happen, 
right? Because anyone that would ask that question isn't going to make it happen in a month. Uh, as far as connecting with me, uh, Facebook is totally fine. Um, Raved and search for me, you'll, you'll find me. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with the one and only Ray Higdon. So keep up the momentum. Go to mlnation.com and just type in Ray, R-A-Y, at the search bar and the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom, including the link to Ray's awesome book, Frequently Effective Social Media for Network Marketing, will be right there. Hey, in order to be successful in life and in business and network marketing, you must help others. So, Ray, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Ray, and God bless you. Hey, ML Nation, thanks to our guest for a great show today. And now it's your turn. Now, before we go to the recap, remember, unless you take consistent action on what you just learned, it's useless, and you've basically wasted your time and our time. You need to take action. And if you feel overwhelmed or struggle with consistency, head over to our website, mlnation.com, and we have free resources that will help you defeat overwhelm, take action, and create consistency. Just head over to mlnation.com. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan here with Recap and Review. Awesome show from Ray Higdon. The one and only one and only Ray Higdon. Go check, uh, go check out his book. Go to mlnation.com and uh, just search for Ray R A Y, or you just go to Amazon. Go to Freakishly Effective Social Media Strategies. Uh, you can get that book over there. And go to the show notes page. Okay, again, go to mlnation.com, and all the nuggets of wisdom will be there. Uh, I'm gonna go over the recap real quick here. Number one is his motto is go for no, right? 20 no's a day. You talk about in the million dollar question, if if he had to get started again with nobody, he would set a goal to set 20 no's a day. And that's what he did. That's how it got him to be a number one top income earner. He was, you know, he was very coachable. He was very hungry. But also, that's not just, he took action, right? Action. We all talk about action accountability. If you want um, consistent results, you got to take action. And and, uh, so go for those 20 no's. You know, you have a set of habits that gives you success. And 20 no's is definitely a set of habits. How to overcome rejection? I love what you said. Just go get 20 no's. It's be in the field, right? Build up your immune system. You know, one of the things I love doing is, hey, ask for 10% off. Uh, even there's nothing to do that we're marking. If I was going to get a pizza, ask for 10% on my bill. If I go to a restaurant, just getting t- asking for 10%. You know, 90% of the time, believe it or not, I actually get it. Probably 10, 20% of the time. But I would say probably 90, 80, 90% of the time, people say no. And the first time, it stung. But afterwards, you get used to it. Just get used to the rejection. And know that what Ray says is the prospect is not the prize. You are the prize, right? Because there's more of them. If someone says no, you move on. So don't be desperate. Don't be needy. Right, and why would you, even if the person's negative, um, just say, "It just may not be for you." Obviously, this is not for you. Just take it away from. Them. Why would you want negative people to be in your business anyway? Right? It's kind of like Ray used the example of bringing a negative person. Would you bring a negative person to your family dinners? You wouldn't do that, right? So, hey, go f- look for positive people. And now, a mistake. I love uh, how Ray brought this up. Was a lot of people make is I only want a certain number of people who are hungry to join my business. Understand, number one, doesn't mean just the fact that someone's not that hungry as you are doesn't mean they can't be successful. And it's not just about making money. This business is about fulfillment. There's some people who just maybe get one customer or a couple customers a year, but this business gives them a lot of fulfillment, right? So I, I knew this lady, she, um, 
She only make like $100 a month, but she stayed in the business forever because she got a lot of fulfillment in just setting up the team webinars, reminding people, meeting new friends that she never had. Like we had a team throughout the U.S. And for the connect, it gave her fulfillment, made her special, right? So uh, don't do that. You, you know, you if you're only looking for top leaders and only recruit top leaders, you end up like, you know, you end up not getting the duplication. Also, uh, the retention would decrease, and your leaders eventually leave you because you're you're creating an environment that's not um, easy for them to grow a business. Now, social media. I like how Ray talked about uh, the best and worst. Now, obviously, we know that social media is great for the business, but at the same time, it could be the worst if you're doing it the wrong way. I shared a story. What happened with my friend who was like doesn't want to be on Facebook, right? So you want to create curiosity and not have people to go to Google University, right? Be that independent investigator, independent researcher that Ray talks about. And he gave a great, a good example, Facebook. If you look at Facebook, Google Facebook right now, you're probably going to find a lot of negative stuff about Facebook. You probably definitely wouldn't want to get a Facebook account. But if, I, if someone shows you how cool it is Facebook, you definitely would have joined, right? So you want to increase curiosity, decrease resistance. Um, you basically want to create the marketing that gets people to try, to attracted to you. And Ray Short shared great examples of testimonials, right? Before, how now, uh, kind of like a template here, before the result, how they got started, the results, and they're proud of the person. Right? If weight loss, hey, John was struggling with his weight. He did a lot of different things. Now he got started. He lost 10 pounds in five days. I'm super proud of him. And you don't even need a call to action because the curiosity there is super high. People come back and uh, ask you what you do. Uh, a couple of things using third party. We're talking about using a third party to uh, trainer, leader, uh, because it's just like anything. If you are talking this, the, to the downlines, now listening, if you hear from someone else, you get definitely get better results. Couple other thing quotes, yeah, but by Larry Bird, I like that. Don't I don't feel the pressure. I only see opportunity, and how Ray says vision is a ruthless dictator. I love that. The vision is so strong, it'll get you to do the things you don't want to do. It's like a dictator. And uh, another aha moment is when you want something done, you get someone to get the credit. Okay, you need someone else to get the credit if you want to get it done. It's not just about you. You people love the fulfillment, the empowerment, and. Uh, Hey, last word is go get the book, and it takes time. Amazon took about 20 years to be profitable. It takes time. Be patient. Be patient. Uh, be patient in yourself and be patient in just how this business model works. Hey, ML Nation, thank you for listening. I'm loud and proud to be this amazing profession. I'm proud to be able to call Ray Hayden a close friend. Um, he's definitely been a mentor. might help me out as well. Uh, so thank you for listening. Definitely connect with Ray. Go to MLNation.com. Search for Ray. And if you like this, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. They mean a lot to, you know, Ray talk about lifting the profession. Hey, let's lift up the profession. Get ML Nation up there. Give us the reviews. We really appreciate that. Thank you for listening. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So now it's your turn. Go out there, use social media, go out there, have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us today. Now head over to MLMNation.net for valuable recaps of every show and also to get your free training resource on how to use online duplication to grow your business. Thanks again for being a part of this amazing profession.